Chapter 8 of Cowboy Life on the Sidetrack. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Wayne Anderson, Chelsea, Quebec. Cowboy Life on the Sidetrack by Frank Benton. Chapter 8 True Snake Stories. Then we all got to telling true snake stories. Eat-em-up Jake said down on the Republican River in western Kansas, the rattlesnakes were awful thick when the country was first settled. He said they had their dens in the chalk bluffs along the Republican and Solomon Rivers, said these bluffs were full of them. It was nothing for the first settlers in that country to get together on a Sunday afternoon in the fall of the year and kill 15,000 rattlesnakes at one bluff as they lay on the shelves of rock that projected out from its face. He said the snake dens were two or three miles apart, all the way along the river for a hundred miles, and when somebody would start in to killing them at one place, why all the snakes at that den would start into rattling. Then the snakes at the dens on each side of where they was killing them would wake up and hear their neighbors rattle, and then they'd get mad and begin to rattle, and that would wake up the snake dens beyond them and start them to rattling. And in an hour's time, all the snakes for a hundred miles along that country would be rattling. When these two hundred million snakes all got to rattling at once, you could hear them one hundred miles away, and all the settlers in eastern Kansas would go into their cyclone cellars. But after the populists got so thick in Kansas, if they did hear the snakes get to rattling, they just thought five or six populists got together and was talking politics. Then Pack Saddle Jack told about a bull snake family he used to know in southern Kansas. He said the whole family had yellow bodies beautifully marked below the waist, but from their waist up, including their necks and heads, was a shiny coal black. The old man bull snake would beller just like a bull when he was stirred up. The old lady bull snake had sort of an alto voice, and the younger master and Mrs. Bull Snakes went from soprano and tenor down to a hiss. He said this family of bull snakes were very proud of their clothes, as there weren't any other bull snakes dressed like them, all the other bull snakes being just a plain yellow. And old Mrs. Bull Snake used to talk about her ancestors on her father's side and she called the scrubby willow under which they had their den the family tree, and talked about the family tree half her time. She never allowed her daughters to associate with any of the common young bull snakes, but kept them coiled up around home under the family tree till they got very delicate, being in the shade all the time. All the snakes in the country looked up to this family of half-black bull snakes, and they were known by the name of half-blacks. All the old female bull snakes in the country around there, if they had just a distant speaking acquaintance with Mrs. Half-Black, always spoke of her as my dear intimate friend Mrs. Half-Black. Old Papa Half-Black sat around all swelled up with unwary toads he'd swallowed when they came under the family tree for shade, and while he didn't say much about his ancestry and family tree, yet he was mighty proud and dignified. Sometimes he would slip off from his illustrious family, and going over the hill, where there was a little sand blowout and something to drink, he'd meet some of the miscommon bull snakes, and then he would unbend a good deal from his dignity and treat them with great familiarity. 
and after having a few drinks call them his sweethearts and get them to sing the good old summertime and he would join in the chorus with his heavy bass voice and they would all be very gay of course he never told old mrs half-black about these meetings because she wouldn't understand them but with all their glory this aristocratic family of half-black bullsnakes came to an untimely end one day there came along a couple of mangy kansas hogs and rooted the whole family out and eat them up as fast as they came to them rooted up the family tree also we all cheered pack saddle jack's bullsnake story we now all got to telling stories about fellows we knowed who had died from mad skunk bites said skunks creeping up on them in the night when they were sleeping outdoors when we got to the end of our mad skunk stories we turned our attention to tales of friends of ours who had died from rattlesnake bites it seemed each of us had dozens of dead friends who had met their doom by crawling into a round-up bed at night without shaking the blankets only to find a couple of rattlesnakes coiled up inside the more we told the stories the more snake-bite antidote we imbibed till we got so full of the antidote it's safe to say that it would have been sure death for any poisonous reptile to have bitten any man in the crowd some of us wept a good deal over the memory of our dead friends and other things and altogether this was about the most enjoyable half-day of our journey End of chapter 8, recording by Wayne Anderson, Chelsea, Quebec.